It's Wednesday, March 27th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we want to check in on the border wall. The Pentagon is moving money to make it happen. And some members of Congress aren't too happy about it. We'll explain where it's coming from, what military projects could be at risk, and how it could change the Pentagon's standing for a while. Then, British PM Theresa May is coming up with her own exit strategy. And this one might actually get approved. We'll tell you what's going on with Brexit as the Brits try to settle their divorce from the EU. And finally, some NASA Wonder Women are being honored today in D.C. We've got more on them. We're here to make your Wednesday smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by H&R Block. Skim This is here to uncomplicate your evenings. H&R Block is here to uncomplicate your taxes. Their tax pros will help you make sure you get every credit and deduction you deserve. The most complicated story of the day has to do with the border wall and the billions of dollars President Trump is trying to scrounge up to pay for it. Watching the fight over the border wall funding in D.C. is like a very long tennis match. First, they couldn't agree on the money for the wall. That led to the government shutdown. Then Congress budgeted over $1 billion for it. Trump said, not enough, and declared a national emergency. Congress tried to block that. Trump vetoed. Yesterday, the House voted to override that veto. But that volley went right into the net. Two-thirds not being in the affirmative, the veto of the president is sustained, and the joint resolution is rejected. So that's where we are now. The national emergency at the border is still on. The administration is now tapping into a few different government funds to pay for the wall. We're going to break down where that cash is coming from and who could be missing it. So first, what are the three main funds that the Trump administration is dipping into? Two, who could be impacted by that withdrawal? And three, what are the long-term effects of this change? Okay, so one, where is the money to pay for the border wall coming from? The first account Trump is tapping is something called the Treasury Forfeiture Fund. It's mostly dirty money. Basically, when the FBI arrests a drug lord or a Ponzi scheme banker, the government can take their stuff, the yacht on Cape Cod or their gold-plated Lamborghini, and sell it for cash which the government then stores in the rainy day Treasury Forfeiture Fund. Trump doesn't need a national emergency to access this money. The second pot Trump is dipping into is the Department of Defense from an account called the Military Personnel Fund. To be clear, the military is not responsible for the situation at the border. That's actually an entirely different agency, the Department of Homeland Security. And so on Monday, the acting Secretary of Defense, Patrick Shanahan, transferred a billion dollars from that military personnel fund into an account called the Military Drug Enforcement Fund so they can use it at the border. The third place Trump could be getting money would be from the Pentagon again, from a thing called military construction funds. The Pentagon hasn't actually announced that it's using this money yet. Some critics say using it could be illegal. Which brings us to part two. Who could be affected by this shifting cash flow? The Treasury Forfeiture Fund. That gets tapped all the time. It's like the office candy dish. It's not that weird that Trump is taking a handful of cash from here. But members of Congress are taking issue with the money being siphoned out of the military accounts, especially the military personnel fund. On Monday, a group of Democratic senators wrote to Shanahan, calling this $1 billion transfer a, quote, dollar-for-dollar theft 
from other readiness needs of our armed forces. Shanahan says the money he's moving was extra because the military fell short of its recruiting efforts this year and didn't hire as many people as they planned to. Members of Congress are also taking issue with money being potentially taken out of the military construction funds. Last week, the Pentagon released a list of projects that might have to get cut to pay for the border wall. Over half of those construction projects are on bases in foreign countries or in U.S. territories, like Puerto Rico, whose military bases were damaged during Hurricane Maria in 2017. Places that could really use that construction, but don't have a voice in Congress. The Pentagon has made clear, though, it's not taking money from housing for troops or anything that's supposed to be awarded a contract by this September. Which is good because there have been a lot of reports lately about the really bad conditions of military housing. Which brings us to part three. What are the long-term effects of using these funds to pay for the wall? Congress is particularly ticked off about the Pentagon shifting around a billion dollars like it's no big deal. Technically, the Department of Defense is allowed to do that. Not every agency is. But the Pentagon usually asks Congress for its blessing first. Washington Congressman Adam Smith laid into Acting Defense Secretary Shanahan for it at the hearing yesterday. Whatever one feels about the border wall, to look at the Pentagon as sort of a piggy bank slash slush fund where you can simply go in and grab money for something when you need it, really undermines the credibility of the entire DOD budget. Democrats are saying that they're not going to trust the Pentagon to move money around anymore and that they'll take away that special privilege. So in the future, the Pentagon could have to put in a request to Congress and might get a firm no. The other thing people are concerned about, and not just Democrats, is what this power move by Trump could mean for the next president. When Trump first declared a national emergency, some Republicans warned that it opened a Pandora's box. That future, perhaps Democratic presidents, could also declare national emergencies for all kinds of things, like climate change, for example. So what's the skim? On a national level, under the National Emergency Act, Congress can vote on a resolution against a national emergency every six months. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has suggested that they might do that. So this could come up again. But even though Congress didn't override Trump's veto this week, the fight isn't over. The president's use of a national emergency to pay for the wall is in the middle of a court battle. Democratic attorneys general are suing the president over it. So until that gets figured out, the administration probably won't be able to access the cash he wants for the wall, but it will be waiting in the bank. One person not waiting around, Theresa May. She's got plans. That story's next. Surprise! Tax day is right around the corner. Maybe you're an early bird and filed already. Or maybe you're like the rest of us and haven't even started. Either way, we can all agree that taxes tops our least favorite chores list. Except you don't have a sibling you can pass this one off to. You can pass it off to the tax pros at H&R Block, though. You can go to an H&R Block office near you, or you can skip the office visit and get professional tax prep with their new Tax Pro Go service. Tax chore, no more. Work with an H&R Block tax pro today. Leave or remain? Those were the choices when the UK voted on leaving the EU almost three years ago. And British Prime Minister Theresa May has been asking herself the same thing. Today, she decided. May took over in 2016 to mediate the nasty divorce known as Brexit. 
This afternoon, she announced she'll quit her job as prime minister before the next phase of negotiations. May's hoping that her resignation will finally convince Parliament to sign off on the deal she made with the EU, the one that Parliament has already voted down, twice. Here are three things you need to know about what's happening in the UK today. First, May's decision was not totally out of the blue. That's because Parliament essentially pushed May out of the way already. On Monday, Parliament took control of the Brexit deal. May basically had one job, and that was it. So Parliament taking this away from her was a super unusual move. And that's really important considering what's happening today. Which is the second thing you need to know. British lawmakers are voting on another Brexit plan today. Actually, a bunch of plans. They want choices. So British lawmakers submitted 16 different plans. Eight of them made the cut for debate. And then Parliament voted on the ones they actually liked. Here's Tony Travers, a political analyst at the London School of Economics. It does begin to test in a slightly more open way what MPs would actually vote for for, rather than all the things they've said they won't vote for. They're not full-fledged plans. They're called indicative votes. So this process is more like an office survey, and MPs can vote for as many plans as they want. Should we leave the EU without a deal? Should we stop the Brexit process? Or should we start over and have a whole new referendum on EU membership? Kind of important questions to be asking right before the deadline. The EU gave the UK an extension to figure their shit out until May 22nd. But they've only got this week to agree on a plan. The results of those votes are coming out later tonight. So definitely check out the Skim newsletter tomorrow morning to see what happens. But that brings us to the third thing you need to know. No matter which plan gets the most votes today, that's not necessarily what's going to happen. First, they have to narrow it down to one plan and approve that. Then they have to take their new plan to the EU and then get EU leadership to agree to it. That's kind of the opposite of how May has been handling it. She's been negotiating with the EU first and taking those plans back to British lawmakers, who've been leaving her standing out in the cold. But if the UK and the EU can't agree on a deal by April 12th, the Brits will have to leave no matter what. That's the deadline to register for European Parliament voting. The EU doesn't want Brits mixed up in their election if they're not part of the group. But if they leave without a deal, that will impact travel, trade, visas, and a lot more for all of Europe. If you want to learn more about what the EU could look like after Brexit, check out our Skim app. We have a long audio deep dive in our notes. We've been celebrating female trailblazers all month here at The Skim, trying to make sure hidden figures in history get a little more attention. When you hear hidden figures, you probably think of the 2016 movie about three black women who worked as mathematicians for NASA. That's John Glenn. What do you guys do for NASA? Calculate your launch and landing site. Today at the Capitol in D.C., Mary Jackson, Katherine Johnson, and Dorothy Vaughn, the real women behind that story, were honored at a Women's History Month reception. They all worked at NASA's Langley Research Center in the 1950s and 1960s and fought gender and racial biases to make big contributions to the space program. But it took a long time for their story to get out. We're wrapping up our Women's History Month coverage with our last shout-out for a woman of the week. Is there a hidden figure in your life who you want to put a spotlight on? Do you think a woman in the news deserves the honor? Give us a call and leave us a voicemail tonight telling us all about her. Our phone number is 646 461 6370. You can find that number in the show notes right on your podcast app. And you might get to hear your voice on the show on Friday. 
Before we go today, we've got another fun fact coming to you from Europe. Speed limits. Not on the road, in your car. Starting in 2022, e-lawmakers want all cars sold in the UK and Europe to have technology inside that will keep drivers from speeding. Here's how it works. So the device would use GPS data and cameras to check the speed limit on the road. If you're over the limit, there'll be a warning sound. You can override the system to pass another car. Supporters say this could save thousands of lives every year. Car makers say they've already got devices like this in some of their models. The changes were provisionally adopted by the EU. And despite Brexit, the UK isn't pumping the brakes on this one. So, speed limits. One thing the UK and the EU can agree on. And that's all for Skim This. Don't forget to nominate your Woman of the Week. Give us a call and leave us a voicemail tonight telling us all about her. Our phone number is 646-461-6370. You can also find that number in the show notes. Also, big news. We have a book coming out in June. Bigger news, we're taking it on a 10-city tour and we just dropped tickets today. To learn more and grab them before they're gone, head over to theskim.com forward slash book. And thanks for listening to us and adding us to your routine. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and share the show with your friends. We'll be back here again tomorrow with more Skim This.